Hey everyone, this is Jesse, George, and Robert. And this is BitBytes, an analytical discussion about gaming. Thanks for joining us. Hey, this is Jesse. And Robert. Unfortunately, George cannot be with us. Aw. Yeah. Um, we miss you, George. The next time. This is going to be a short and sweet. Everyone wants to get back to relaxing and... Yeah, we, we felt like we needed to do one, though, because one, it's the holidays. We want to talk about holiday video game stuff. But two, the Game Awards. The Game Awards. Are coming up, and we want to get this little short episode out before the awards happen on the 12th. So this year, we'll do it beforehand, so they're <laughs> actual predictions. <laughs> Instead of after, <laughs> yes. Like, oh, we're guessing, but the yeah. results are out. Um, definitely won't be as involved as last year we're just gonna have some fun with predictions but yeah before we go into that i would love to talk about some holiday themed video game content robert do you have any winter time memories related to video games that you'd like to share i do i have quite a bit which i'm really grateful for i have a lot of awesome winter time memories related to video game stuff because it's been a part of my life for quite a while now but there's one year in particular, I think it was like five or six years ago, my brother got me this really awesome gift. He actually made it. He didn't get it for me. He made it with his own bare hands. He had this really cool idea to recreate some of the items from the Fallout universe. So if you're familiar with the games, you'll remember there are these off-brand Coca-Cola products called Nuka-Cola, and they have a bunch of different kind of HP regenerative drinks that you can get. And when you drink them, you collect the bottle caps, which are the currency in the game. So it's kind of like twofold. You drink a little bit, you get some health, and you get some money. I love that. So because we were both really into the series, and especially at the time, I think it was we were anticipating Fallout 4, I think was right around the corner. So he had this awesome idea of like, I'm going to recreate some of the bottles from the games. So he made a Nuka-Cola bottle, the classic. Just took like an old Coke bottle and like printed out the Nuka-Cola artwork and very professionally put it onto the bottle. It looks really cool. And then he made a Sunset Sarsaparilla one, which is from New Vegas. Also really cool. I think he used grape soda for that. It looks really convincing. I don't know what he used. It's awesome. And then the big one was Quantum. It's like radi radioactive, so it glows in the game. Ooh. So you, when yeah, when you're in a dark area, you, it's like very noticeable. It has like this blue aura that's kind of shining off of it. So he built this whole thing to. I can't remember what he, what uh, liquid he used, but it was like just translucent enough. It kind of like amplified the light, but he had like this light shooting up from the bottom of it. Ah, oh, that's so cool. It was really cool. Yeah, I still have those, and they are so awesome. And I just kind of have them like as a set piece in my place. But I know I'm more talking about the actual gift itself, but he totally surprised me with it. And I still remember the feeling of like when he gave it to me. Yeah. So we shared our little video game moment, and he, he made me something really cool. So, yeah, <sighs> I love that memory. That's so sweet. Yeah. Do you have any good winter video game memories? My origin story with video games has always been so closely tied to Christmas. The GameCube, I, that was sort of the, my first console. And I was gifted by my parents to me and my sister. And then, you know, follow up with the Wii. Like, my parents sort of stood in line 
during that craze um, when that first came out of, with, with the first batch. And that was really sweet. Funny enough, that was actually a gift from my sister, but I ended up using it so much more. Um, no surprise there. But yeah, it was sort of like something that the family used. Like it was the console we used. And my sister and I would be the one to really play the most of the games on it. But um, wintertime, the Christmas holidays and vacations from school, it was sort of always a family thing to play Mario Kart Double Dash or like Super Monkey Ball or, you know, those games that the whole family can play together. And it's just like a, I always get have really nice family bonding moments through that and or like playing Super Smash Bros. Melee with my sister. Yeah, so it's less like one individual thing. It's more like wintertime Christmas in my in my past sort of is closely tied. Like some of my fondest memories are from playing video games with my family. It's a lot harder to get that to happen now as adults. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'll always have those memories. So Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I feel like Nintendo should be paying us for saying this stuff. <laughs> well, you know what, too? To, I definitely do not think this is our demographic whatsoever. But parents of kids who like video games, don't be afraid to go to your local, local GameStop. If you don't know what your kid wants, like, go to your local GameStop. I can guarantee you like the best times those employees have at GameStop are recommending things to parents, like what to get their kid. Like, that's... That's their knowledge base, and if you have knowledge of certain games that your kids like already, go with armed with that, and guarantee your GameStop employee will probably be able to point you in the right direction. My parents have done that on occasion. Yeah, that is a huge win for everyone involved. Kid yeah. gets what they want. Mm -hmm. GameStop employee gets to give good advice. Parent buys good game for a kid that they want that doesn't have X-rated content in it. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. And every it's just yeah, that's wonderful advice. Yeah. <laughs> GameStop pay us. Uh, <laughs> Everybody gets a plug today. You're welcome. I thought it'd be if we both said what our strongest piece of video game music that like most strongly relates to winter time or the holidays, because. When I was thinking about this prompt for this episode, I was like, you know what? There aren't as many as I would have imagined. Like, a lot of video games, especially the bigger open world ones, might have, like, snowy regions and stuff. But, like, a whole game that's just holiday-themed or winter-themed, it's a lot harder to yeah, think you of. You can't just throw bells on the ex existing theme and get credit. Yeah, That's I, not what we're talking about. Yes. I'm sure there's, like, some fun mods or skins of, like, putting Santa and games or reindeer <laughs> i've never played it but i guarantee there's like some kind of santa-ish <laughs> thing you can wear in Fortnite right now yeah. right yeah so do you, were you able to come up with a good one you know i racked my brain really hard and i only of course have my own limited play experience but the closest thing i could come to was i mentioned it a little bit ago but in mario kart Double dash. That is not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> There's the ice level. And I think this always sort of appears in every Mario Kart iteration, but... There's the ice level when you're driving your carts across the ice and there's penguins skating. <laughs> and they want to crash into you. <laughs> you got to avoid them, but the road is slippery. I, I love that piece of music. And I always sort of associated it with Christmas, even though it's not Christmas themed, but... Yeah, they did a good job in that one. When you're driving through that level, 
you're avoiding them because they're in your way and you're trying to win the race, but I wonder if there's some kind of like, maybe it was architected for children to get some early rearing into like not running over animals when they're driving. It's like, I know you're in a rush. <laughs> you're really going deep in this, aren't you? Yeah, even if they're gargantuan penguins, like freaks of nature, don't run them over. That's terrible. <laughs> Teaching good lessons while you race. So there's nothing inherently wintry about this. But, you know, mixed with the visuals, that's just sort of locked in my mind. Like, that's what... Oh, yep, that's a winter theme. But most of my winter experiences in video games tend to be more sports-related. Like, winter sports-esque. We have driving on ice, like luge-type. And then we have, in Twilight Princess, the snowboarding on an icicle down the mountain. Like, so fun. I love that. <laughs> it's because in video games, what? That's a giant obstacle they could throw at you. Ice and sliding. So that's sort of my main experience with winter in games. It's slippery. Yeah. And that makes everything more difficult. <laughs> oh, the physics are changed. So racing and sports music behind it all. So I guess in conclusion for me, Wintertime video games associated are associated with competition, with family, in races, in snow theme races. So cool. Those are uh, really good ones. Yeah. For sure. Are they though? Because if it's yeah. just, I'm like, I couldn't come up with anything better than that. Did you come up with anything better than that? Well, first, mm -hmm. I have I have a hot take. Yeah. That Twilight Princess snowboarding theme, mm -hmm. that sounds more to me like Kirby music than anything. Really? Yep. Not really more to add to that, but it just... It's weird because it doesn't... It stands out in the greater soundtrack for that game as being pretty unique. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I kind of agree with the general sentiment that the, the ice or winter theming in gaming is uses more like a mechanic trope. Like I'm trying to think of a game that's mostly takes place in frozen tundra or some equivalent. I can tell you. What you got? Just just had a brain spark. Yeah. Um it's not the whole game, but the expansion DLC for Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh. It's called Horizon Zero Dawn Frozen Wilds. Oh, cool. It is entirely it takes place entirely like this whole new part of the map opens up and it's all high elevation snowy tundra oh that sounds really fun yeah and i don't know like that didn't come to mind though it should have because it, it's not that's really your jam come on I know. where are you right now <laughs> but yeah i guess that's so the theming of it it's just it's like it's the environment it's wintery but do they throw some sleigh bells in there do we get some no different sleigh music? bells no <gasps> like i was trying to think of a game is there anything holiday related game wise I haven't played it. I bet there's some indie stuff out there. There's a game called The Long Dark mm -hmm. that is takes place in like frozen tundra. It's a survival game. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the biggest enemies is just the environment itself. You're like suffering from all different types of ailments related to being exposed to cold weather. You're constantly fighting it by like trying to find clothing and then it gets too damp because you're in the snow and you have to find a new thing. You have to dry off and then build a fire and blah 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 there's not enough resources that intense it is it's a little bit too extreme for my taste actually yeah in terms of difficulty but it's a cool game doesn't really do so hot on the the music 
it's not really a game like that. Uh, the personality doesn't come from those kinds of things. But okay, so to actually answer your question, I do have one, and it's mm-hmm. kind of cheap. And I think you, once I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> Banjo Kazooie." <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Has a a level called Freeze Easy Peak, and it is there's a giant snowman in the center, and you climb up his scarf and get a jiggy off of his carrot nose and all stuff like that. It's very on the nose. There's like a Christmas tree with little Christmas light enemies. You know, it's it's very cutesy. Oh, but there's actually Christmas trees and Christmas lights and stuff? Oh, yeah, and you do, you like race a polar bear. Okay, so it's not just winter. It's winter and, ho- and like holiday theme stuff. Oh, yeah, it's all the things. Okay, that's that. I consider that more of a win than my example. Yeah, so it's very on the nose. The music is also very on the nose. It yeah. is super hardcore, pulling from, you know, Christmas music tropes and stuff. But it's fun. It's kind of like all the other worlds in that game. It's like way over the top, and they just do every single like pop culture thing to the nines. But it's fun, and the I think the music in that level is particularly memorable. If somebody me- were to mention it, I can do like get into the song without any prompting so okay it's a good one nice yep okay well now that we got that little taste of the holidays in there let's move on to the meat of this the game awards 2019 the game awards the first category (laughs) (laughs) game of the year that makes sense here are the nominees control death stranding Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, I hope I said that correctly, and The Outer Worlds. Jesse, what is your top <laughs> pick? Who's going to take it? <laughs> uh, man. You know, I've only played Death Stranding and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and I'm not even done with either of them. <laughs> There's really no excuse for Super Smash Bros. because I've been... I've had that for a while. Actually, if I recall, that game got released right after last year's Game Awards, and we thought it was hilarious because they would they would have an entire year before the next Game Awards to be nominated. So I'm just glad they're nominated. Yes, they're on the list. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot, foot by <laughs> releasing right after. Um, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say right now, I predict they're going to announce their next round of dlc characters during this game award it's like a cool premiere thing yes please um i'm looking forward to it and i swear to god they better announce xenoblade chronicles 2 dlc or uh okay um (laughs) i've been waiting for this for year now come on sakurai anyway i have faith (laughs) so all that to say if between the two I played, Death Stranding and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, I I gotta say Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm liking Death Stranding so far. I'm really hooked into it, but I don't think it's game of the year material. I think it definitely is a strong contender in other categories, but this one, I think in some areas it really is lacking, but Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is just an all-around solid game. It's really, they've perfected the formula and expanded to it. And I, the fact that I'm still playing it a year later says a lot. What about you? 
I think that I think it would be a huge disservice to to Sakurai if it didn't win mm. because you know he's in and out a bit, but like it's kind of the pinnacle of his career in my opinion too. Yeah. So it'd be cool to recognize that you know Kojima, we love you, dude. You're weird. <laughs> you're so <laughs> weird, and you're gonna win in the weird category. But this is for game of the year, which uh, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of twisting the the category a bit, and I almost want to like game of the decade almost because <laughs> it has that status. Like it is so epic and huge. If you think about all of the subsystems in that game, like related to the spirits. And they have constantly been updating and keeping up with, like, when new games come out, they have the spirit challenges and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah I've, like I've been playing it constantly, too. You can put into the battles and the amount of people that can play and the variety of way they can play with each other. The single mode is fun and engaging. I don't have to play with others if I don't want to. Uh, the amount of customizations and collectibles, and it all feels, like, earned. Yeah. Um, it's epic and it's super polished. I really hope it wins. Yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Well, you've also played Outer Worlds on this list. Why is that not a game of the year winner for you? Uh, I really am enjoying Outer Worlds. I think it's a great game. I feel like it's one of those games where as soon as I'm done with it, I'm going to be great. Don't need to ever play that again. Mm -hmm. This is a single playthrough. It is really good. So that is not... I'm not admonishing anything specific about it, but yeah. I, I, wa I would want it to be on an RPG-specific category and just win that and not necessarily be a contender for this category because it's it's got this blandness to it. Not to get too much into it, but it's got this blandness to it because it doesn't steep itself too heavily into a specific identity and it's kind of catering to that like New Vegas, you can create your character however you want, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, even if I was going to pit Outer Worlds against Death Stranding, Death Stranding would take it for me. As someone who's just been watching me play versus even playing. Exactly. So, wow. it says even more about it. Okay. Well, obviously, this list actually has a lot of um, repeat nominees throughout, throughout the different categories. So, you'll hear them brought up. And, actually, this next one, Best Game Direction, this is where I would say Death Stranding is going to be my winner my prediction for a winner. Why do you say that? Their definition for this category is uh, awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. And if that doesn't scream Kojima, I don't know what <laughs> does. Um, you does, got that in spades. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Uh, he was, I mean, they've been very upfront to the lead up to the release of this game about trying to have this be a new way to play a new just a new, fresh gaming experience. And while I wouldn't say it's an entirely new category of game yet, um, and I'm not finished with it yet, so I can't... All this is just... I'm in mid-game right now. But it innovates in what it means to play. Um, I think he's really trying to push this metaphor of connectedness and why... Do we do these these tasks, these quests for people? And a lot of times it's sort of a means to an end to level up to get to the big boss at the end of the game. But in this game, like the, the quests and the side quests, they are the point. It is to connect with the people you're doing quests for. It's so difficult to explain 
If you can do it any better than I can, go try, please. But Well, the fact that it's difficult to unpack, I feel like, actually makes it a great contender in that category. Yeah. Because it makes you think about gaming. It has yeah. very meta commentary throughout, right? Yeah, it's... I've... I rarely care for NPCs in video games, but oh man, like these these characters are really coming to life. You're gonna get that curmudgeon to like you. Eventually. I am gonna get that old man on the mountaintop to join. I think he's playing with some really cool themes about life and death and what it all means to be a living person on this world, what it means to be a human. It's like think about the pitch for this game. Just like take like one bit of it. It's like <laughs> all right. Just hear me out. We're going to get Norman Reedus to pee into a grenade, and he's going to throw it at undead shadows that are going to explode. <laughs> it's like the whole, just like every concept in the game, if you try to explain it without using like all of the context leading into it, and you just look at it as like an isolated idea, it's like, what is this? It's so weird. And it's not even like, that's like the quirky rapping, right? It's not even, like, that's not really at the heart of what this game is about. But, yeah, like, trying to, like, take one little bit of it like that and trying to explain it to someone without the entirety of the context is difficult. Yeah, it's, like, chock full of all these things that collide with each other because it is, it's so serious, but it's also so silly. Yeah. I, know, it's I think it's it's has a strong commentary on social media today and how humans are connected today. And it has a strong message about where we should be. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> Please Leave like me and a subscribe. bunch of likes. I need those likes. Best narrative. Okay, we we mix it up a little bit with this one. Uh, you still got control and Death Stranding and Outer Worlds in there, but we're joined with Disco Elysium and a Plague Tale: Innocence. I know nothing about those last two. Me either. Sorry, guys. Plague Tale sounds sad. Disco Elysium sounds fun. So, narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. I mean, obviously, like, we've been harping on this, but Death Stranding qualifies. From what I know about Control, it's very interesting um, from a story perspective. It's like secret agent with supernatural powers. There are alien enemies and physics bending and flying around and I haven't slowing down time. played control, but I have heard about its narrative, like about how like, you know, she I think she's going to rescue her sister or, or someone that she cares about from this place and it's sort of like un trying to figure out what happened here, you know, um, in the place she's going to rescue the person from. So I I again I I've only read about it, but it seems like a cool unraveling the narrative as you go along. Where I might even ding Death Stranding a little bit for this, but it's like obvious that the the story about why the world is the way it is is it's like crazy and messed up and it's really out there and so really it's super easy as a narrative to just slowly reveal little facts here and there about the world to reveal little facts about the world over time. It's really easy to be like, oh, that's cool narrative just because this setting is so out there and different. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best narrative, like the way it's presenting the story. The story that takes place in the world, yeah. Best art direction, pretty obvious. But um, a lot of the same ones on here, 
but they added Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Uh, now that's a different, that's like a remake, but they, this is what mainly changed the art direction. They really, they remade it from the ground up. And the art style is adorable. I would like it if it won. Yeah, me too. Best score in music. Uh, I think every one of these is fully worthy. These nominees. Cadence of Hyrule. That's the entire gameplay is based around the music. Death Stranding is very atmospheric music and I love it. Double May Cry 5. I actually don't know much about that one, but I imagine it's heavy metal and rock. Yeah. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3. Definitely very solid music. They always do. And some really great ballads. Uh, oh, I love the the Skrillex collab in that one with the. I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. It's nice. really good, really good song. Go check it out. Face your fears. And Sayonara Wild Hearts. I actually don't know much about. That's that another one. one like Cadence, where it's based around the the music is integral to the gameplay. Well, you know us at Bit Bites. We love our video game music. So, go these guys. <laughs> Best performance. Oh, I'm loving that this is a category i think it was on there last year too but really highlighting now that you have all this motion tracking face tracking stuff to highlight the people behind it do we give it to norman for getting naked and laying in the fetal position <laughs> for mocap? poor norman uh yeah there's a lot of there's another for mads mickelson uh, in there honestly i don't know if it's just because mads looks uh already sort of he looks a little waxy in real life but his model, I think, better match than Norman Reedus's model in the game. He looks more real to me. I wonder if they had to make some, there was some sacrifice related to him being a playable character. I don't know how that works. but I don't know. I've only seen him in cutscenes right now, so I can't say for sure. But I will say the, the Parvati character in Outer Worlds is a standout character. Voice acting is excellent. As much as you can care about a video game character, I genuinely cared about her she has a whole like personal quest with a queer relationship and it's pretty interesting and yeah it was good it was well acted games for impact concrete genie made it to the list yeah we talked about that one last time oh that's so cool so i guess they got something in there they got a nice little nugget of wisdom to share with everyone (laughs) greece that one looks beautiful and i know it has like a day in the life feel i think but yeah, Life is Strange 2, Sea of Solitude, and Kind Words. Maybe games we need to check out. Yeah, I want to play all those, to be honest. Best ongoing, Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, boy. Uh, I haven't played Destiny in a long time. I can't really speak to that. I feel like this list barely changes throughout the years. I'd be really interested to know somebody who is active in some of these communities, what their opinion is in terms of like the overall trajectory from the very beginning. Cause I know that um, for sure destiny two has changed quite a bit since it's mm-hmm. release. And um, I think apex apex legends has seen some pretty significant changes since it came out. It's younger, but yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, best independent game. This they, these guys need shoutouts. Baba's You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wild, and Untitled Goose Game. 
I think the fact that like Outer Wilds is as big as it is, like it is just says something as an indie game. Untitled Goose Game. I haven't played it, but I sure have seen lots of videos and memes about it. I'm really happy for their success, at least in the media. The fact that non-gamers are jiffing it and commenting on it. and I think that's really nice to see. Break out of the video game sphere. It leaked into pop culture. Leaked into pop culture. Yeah, I'm actually very interested in playing Outer Wilds at some point. It looks really cool. Best mobile game. Call of Duty Mobile. What? Grindstone, all caps. Wild Hearts, I guess, got a mobile release. Um, Sky Children of Light and What the Golf. So I haven't played Sky Children of Light, but my friend has keeps telling me to download it. <laughs> I need to, but that is the follow-up to Journey. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's related to Journey, but um, it's by that game company and... I I think it's really interesting that they went full mobile and full social with it because uh, that's sort of, I've talked about before, how Journey has has that helping each other element that's really nice anonymously. And I think they just went full force with this game in doing that. So I'll have to follow back with that one. So Best Community Support has the same nominees as Ongoing Game. You know what's not on this list? What? EA's baby. What happened to it? Doesn't even get a shout out. Oh no. Oh no. No, that's so bad. I think. Are you talking about what I'm talking about? What I'm thinking about? What are you thinking about? Battlefront Anthem. <laughs> R.I.P. Sorry, guys. Not Didn't they say something about like they're gonna go back and try to revamp it? It's not dead yet. We'll see. We'll see it in 2020. Well, it's not worthy of being on this list. Boo. It's like one of those things. It's like the expected to be Oscar nominated, expected to be Game Award nominated, and it flopped. Okay, best action adventure game. Guess what's on this list? Borderlands 3. Where's George when you need him? Yeah, he would go on about how, but does it really deserve to be on this list? He said he liked it. Yeah, but then we had a whole episode about how it didn't really... Well, you know what's interesting? There are two remakes on this list. So his to his point about the Nothing lack original. of originality. Come on. <sighs> Come on. You're just proving George's point. Darn it. Not helping yourself. Best RPG. Who's going to take it? I think Kingdom Hearts is going to take it. Kingdom Hearts 3, it's like the last. It's the one that was waited for for years. It was a solid game. I think it gave... It's fan base, solid closure, and yeah, I think I think it's just one of those things that you're gonna get it. I it's even if maybe something else deserves it a little bit more. It's like the fan base demands it, <laughs> sort of. I would like to call out my baby Astral Chain, Astral nominated Chain. for best action game. Yes, I'm so proud of it. Oh, Astral Chain, how you deserve recognition. Now, I haven't played all these other games, and I find it difficult to think it will win in this category. It's up against some strong contenders, but you know what? I want to root for my my underdog. I want to see what the description is for this category because... Okay, action game. For the best game in the action genre, focus primarily on combat. So Astral Chain is all about 
super fun combat. That's like the main reason I enjoyed that game. Yeah. It wasn't for the quests or anything like that or the characters. It was the combat was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it was also, it was one thing. It wasn't too deep. So that that's my concern about maybe why it wouldn't win because these are the games that I think probably have a little bit deeper. Well, it, we found it both fun and refreshing where yeah. these other games might be more from cut from the same cloth. So I hope it at least gets a shout out, a specific mm-hmm. call out in the, yeah. the event. Best fighting game. Ultimate. Smash Bros. Ultimate. Yeah, home. if it doesn't win game of the year, it's got to win this one. Like, come on. Yeah, for sure. Why is Fresh Indie Game sponsored by Subway? Wait, is it called Fresh Indie Game because it's Subway? That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Eat fresh. Best strategy game. I see Fire Emblem Three Houses in there. Well, if that's what gotta, I was going to say. You have to play the old ones first, <laughs> and then you have to play Three Houses, then you'll see what I mean. <laughs> Uh, just because those types of fans would probably be like, Three Houses isn't, isn't like the own games. There's no strategy. I would disagree. I think there's plenty of strategy when going into those tea times and trying to get on people's good side. Oh, really? So when you go fishing, this somehow impacts the strategy? Yeah. Does it? Yep. Oh. It affects your stats and who to who cooks the fish who eats the fish you cook like all of these things play into it's a buff system it's a buff system but who do you buff Ooh, that's the strategy it's like Uh. who do you buff who plays well with others like who do you want to like you so you can work together better on the battlefield and have more options it all plays into the strategy Mm. so best strategy i think it's more accessible strategy let's say that um, it's more accessible strategy for people. Uh, I see Wargroove on here. Game looks cool. Made by Chucklefish. Glad to see that they're getting some recognition. Not played any of the sports racing games. If you want to do sports or racing, just do it in real life. Um, <laughs> best multiplayer game. Anthem. Just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Tetris 99. What? Yes. Yeah! Tetris 99. Okay. As people who play this game religiously every weekend, heck yes, it's the best multiplayer game. <laughs> it's the best idea ever. It's Tetris, which is one of the best games that's ever been made. As a... Battle Royale. Yes. How can you not like that? Really, the Division 2? Come on. We're biased. We're, it's Look, it's a fresh multiplayer game. Whether that's the best, I guess that's up to the judges, but... The best in our hearts. Fresh. Being extremely contradictory by saying that, though. Like, <laughs> oh, I want new stuff. Oh, I love Tetris. Yeah, it's like, yeah, can you have it yeah. both ways? I we're guess extremely we biased, people. Don't you realize that by now? Fresh indie game presented by Subway. Eat fresh. <laughs> they have us brainwashed. Oh, okay. Wait, isn't, shouldn't this be Fresh Indie Game Studio? It should be. Because the studio is being recognized, and then there's a specific game that's being called out. Yeah. In that order. Yeah. Well, Dead Toast Entertainment. That's a cool name for. That's a, a cool name. I like that. Guys, we're not taking this very seriously. If you want to go see all the fresh indie games presented by Subway, go check out our website. 
Slay the Spire looks cool. I watched a very short video where the creators of that game were being interviewed and the trajectory of the game development is pretty interesting. It was like one of those that almost didn't get finished and was not very well received initially and then went back and like changed everything. Oh. So it'd be cool if they got recognized for their dedication to their game. Yeah. And esports. Guess what, guys? Sports we don't really care about esports. But how many categories are there for it this year? Um, let's count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think we sort of talked a little in depth about how amazed we are this blossomed into such a giant chunk of the video game community, and it's something I'm happy for. I'm happy about. But like the fact that they're giving awards for the best esports event, the best coach, and the best host, like things like that, I find incre- it's like one thing if it's best esports game and best esports maybe like team or player that I'm like, okay, that makes sense to me. But like the fact that stuff like the coaches and the events and the hosts are being oh, given awards, I find like it's like the Oscars giving themselves like awards i this find thing that is crazy it's crazy it's pretty nuts yeah i find that hilarious well there's a lot of money in it so if there's money in it they'll do it look at these games on here too for the esports stuff csgo like how long is that game going to be something that people actually continue to play mm-hmm. that's so crazy to me csgo has been a big game for like how long now it's crazy league yeah. of legends dota like all these games are very long standing mm-hmm. that i'm looking at yeah, the fact that there's a big enough community where like people can rise to the top and be um, recognized for their skill as like best esports player that blows my mind. Cool. Well, that concludes our rundown of the Game Awards 2019 predictions. We are correct. You are correct if you agree with us. Thank <laughs> you for listening. Yeah, we're gonna. Um Put all this again up on our website, bitbytespodcast.com. So check it out and check out the Game Awards on December 12th. It should be a good time with lots of cool, probably new games premiering, new DLC premiering. They always have a fun time. They should give themselves an award for best event. Are you actually going to watch it? Probably, yeah. Yeah, me too. You want to watch it together? Sure. Uh, we're going to watch it together. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks for putting up with my voice coming out of a cold. So that's always fun. And well, that's all the time we have for this week. See you next time.